Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with not one, but two narrators. So we're having a threesome, guys. So, you know, but before I go there, we are talking with a narrator, Sarah Sampino, a.k.a. Alyssa Avery, and narrator Liam Price. Welcome, guys, to the Audiobook Loving Podcast series as well. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, we're good. How are you? <laughs> doing well. Um, yeah, when we were trying to book this, Sarah, you were like, hey, we can do it at the same time. And I'm like, hey, if you want to have a threesome, by all means, I am okay with that. Considering romance, it's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> I know. I was like, I like this girl. (laughs) Yeah. You like how I think, huh, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we start by having you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been narrating and how you got started and everything else in the mix. Sarah, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Loaded question. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm Sarah. Um, Yeah, I am a full-time actor or actress or whatever you want to call it um and yeah I have been acting for 15 years and uh sorry since I was 15 not 15 years um and um yeah and I got into audiobooks just kind of naturally as an ebb and flow of that just one of the things um that came with the job since you wear so many hats and yeah it was really amazing and I got really lucky that I was able to quit my waitressing job and do only narration when I wasn't on set and auditioning and on stage and all of that. Um, And then even more fortunate when the pandemic hit, um, you know, my poor friends, most of them were just completely out of jobs in, you know, whether you're an actor or a waitress. Um, And I was really, really fortunate that I was able to continue voiceover throughout the pandemic. Um, And yeah, now I do both. And that's that's my story. Liam, what about you? Uh, Yeah, so I had nothing to do with audiobooks. um, (laughs) What is it now? Four years ago? Yeah, I think about. Um, So, yeah, I I grew up in the UK. um, So I've uh, mastered the English accent. Get, getting there with the uh, American one. Um, get, getting pretty good, aren't I, sir? Yeah, you're yeah. getting great with the American. Getting right there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I grew up in the UK. Uh, I finished college and went traveling for probably about three or four years around the world, uh, backpacking. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I'd say a lot of experience with uh, accents, but not necessarily acting. Um, <laughs> and then I ca- came back home and uh ended up joining the army uh for around five years um and it was actually uh so in my second to last year i was in the caribbean for six months uh working i promise and uh, (laughs) sarah happened to be out with her family uh in the uh in the caribbean and uh we matched on on Bumble. Uh, <laughs> I see we're telling our life story. I see. Uh, but this is my this is my uh, what was it origin story? Your origin. Yes, yes. Origin story. <laughs> and uh, 
and yeah so so we ended up talking and uh our, our relationship uh flourished out of that um but it was only uh sarah came to live in the uk uh for a few months with me and it was only there that sarah was like well do, do you want to do an audiobook um so we started there uh so we started off with uh duets and uh i've now i've grown a little bit i've done a few on my own uh a bit nerve-wracking to begin with i think um but yeah i'm starting to starting to get the hang of it uh i built sarah's booth he did uh which is what we're sat in right now very comfortable <laughs> a little bit hot and uh, improvements will be made in time <laughs> i promised <laughs> uh and yeah so it was uh for it, sarah naturally fell into it whereas i was like artificially uh inserted into, <laughs> into the uh in, into the genre um mm. but yeah it's it's a it's become really enjoyable um it's a very very nice way to spend the days um and it's quite exciting as well it's got a lot of promise yeah. Well, Sarah, I mean, you, you picked the winner there, um, not only of finding someone in the Caribbean um, on vacation, but then someone that you can, you know, hang out with and stuff. And then of course you're like, Hey, you actually sound really good. And you have a British accent naturally. Let's do audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. Right. I had to, I had to, the opportunity was just too good right there. I was like, dude, you can reach a market that I simply cannot so I cannot be a real moon British man. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I know that you do a really good one though. So Thank that's you. yes. It's it's really a, a you know, when we listen to uh dual narration and or even single narration, the fact when the narrator is doing all the different voices and tones and, and accents and stuff like that, it's difficult um to kind of maintain that, but also on the reality, there's only so many how low you can go or how high you can go to make it believable that it's the opposite sex speaking, um, which is also one of the reasons why I do love duets. And I'm glad that that's happening more and more often just because it's, it's more fun too. It's almost like listening to a play and things like that, but yeah. bro, you did good. <laughs> and Liam, I know this is part of your entire plan the entire time. You're like, I know I'm in the army, but I'm going to go to the Caribbean because that's a nice, good place to go. And then boom, it was all part of your plan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it was a it was a bit of a shock. I'd only, um, as, as far as life plans go, I think I'd always had in my head up to sort of 25. And after that, I was kind of like, oh, don't know where I'm going from here. Um, <laughs> I got very, I got incredibly lucky with the Caribbean um it was uh during what was it hurricane maria yeah maria. Oh, wow. hurricane maria and the other one um the nameless one yeah <laughs> and <laughs> the, um and so obviously not not very lucky then but um it meant that yeah i did have the opportunity um never thought about moving over to america um which has uh been an interesting experience certainly um but yeah it's uh <laughs> I think it's it's been a hell of a learning curve. Um, it's a uh, it's a fantastic opportunity, something I would have never had without Sarah. I wouldn't have even thought of it um, because it is it's something I think that's possibly incredibly easy to um, make the decision to go into, but I think it's a lot harder than maybe some people realise to um, make it good make it uh work for them make a good product for people 
and you know and to enjoy it and to uh yeah really uh do do the work justice sort of thing um i think it, it's very easy to read a book it's far harder to record one yeah um, yeah it's definitely something that i think kind of goes around the hey i've been told i have a good voice or i've been told that i sound good and people are like it's an easy job i just sit here and read a book out loud um but i know there's a couple of coaches specifically uh uh, Sean Pratt, I believe, is the one that says, you know, stick yourself in a closet and stay in there for about eight hours and start reading. If you can survive that, then perhaps narration may be for you then. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it is. I mean, and of course, you know, the being able to perform and provide that consistency across an entire book, whether it's an hour long or eight or nine or more in some cases, it's a, it's definitely a skill set that needs to be honed and improved upon and practice and practice and practice. So it's definitely fun, but I know listeners, we love it. So thank you guys both for being narrators and hanging out with us today. So. Oh, thanks for having us. Of course. No, I was looking at my limb. Like who am I going to want to talk to for this season of the series in June? Cause it's audiobook month. And Sarah, you have been popping up all over my feeds, whether it's on Instagram or, you know, it's TikTok, um, Twitter, Facebook, and everything. And I'm like, who is this cutie patootie? And then every time I see you doing a different accent at the same time, and I'm going, wait, is that just, oh, yeah, that's the same one. Yes. <laughs> because one minute you're a Southern Belle, the next minute you're, you're doing a British accent. And I'm like, and then also your hair color has changed once or twice, I think, too. And I'm like, wait, hmm? That's the same. It's there. Oh, Sarah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My hair color changes all the time. Definitely. Yeah. Show business, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the girl that goes from blue to purple and and blonde sometimes, I totally understand that concept of changing the hair color. Yeah, nice, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like every time I get a new job, they ask me to change my hair color. Mm. So just when I think I've settled into the right thing, they'll, they'll be like, no, 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 we need you to go into the into the salon. I'll be like, oh, great. Okay. I've, <sighs> I've gone blonde and brute back from blonde and brunette so many times. <laughs> Ah, the things we do for the careers we love. <laughs> so part of the whole getting cast in a book, once you've been cast, is now you, you getting the manuscript and going into it as far as figuring out the characters, the accents and things like that. What does your process look like as an individual and even as a, when you guys are doing a duet book together of sorts? How is that preparation for you guys look like? Yeah, so... Uh... I will get the manuscript if I'm working with a publisher and they have notes from the author, that's great. Otherwise, if I'm working directly with an author, I will ask them if they want to send me any notes. I'll give them some examples of character breakdowns, things that are helpful. Um, there are some authors who are very, very particular and they'll send me, you know, essentially a Bible of, of their book baby, which is fantastic. And then others who just say, you know, I trust you do your thing go have fun come call me when you're when you're finished with the whole thing um so those are two very different experiences and I like doing both um but regardless of that I will read through the book first once um just as a reader and I, I get to just be you know the book nerd that I am again um, and just read it and enjoy it and get into it and really feel the characters. And then after that, I will go through it again. I will, you know, highlight any tricky parts. I will 
make notes for research that's needed. I'll write out the characters. Um, sometimes I will begin to sort of take notes on which voices I'm going to give to who and the different characteristics, write down the characteristics that are, you know, concrete that are actually written in the novel. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. Sometimes for some authors, I will actually send them character voices in advance. Um, but for the most part, I'm doing it as I go, already having a set idea of what I'm, uh, what I'm doing. And yeah, that's what I do. And I'm really lucky now that I get to record more and more often on TikTok. And I have some amazing moderators who actually live proof me as well. So that <laughs> wow. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very, very lucky. That is amazing. And how far, you know, this whole audiobook world has come as far as, you know, the, you know, starting into the booth and now getting people to help out and having a team of moderators. Wow. And live, live proofing. That is awesome. Did not think of that uh, one. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, you still have proofing afterwards. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it makes the process so much easier. And also, it's it's very fun to be <laughs> being called out on your mistakes and all the bloopers that happen live. Yes, yes. Those bloopers are always fun for listeners, too. We love it. Um, yeah. Not because you guys messed up, but your reactions are priceless. The fuckity fuck fuck fucks that sometimes comes out of you guys when there's a mistake or the words get stuck and you cannot say it or pronounce it the right way. It's just like, it's like priceless. It's really nice. But again, it's not like we're making fun of you guys. It's just funny. <laughs> no, no. Someone told me yesterday, they were like, oh, I love it when you stutter because it makes me feel so much better when I mess words up in regular life. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, wow. sure. Well, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a gift. Um, I know some people have the gift of gab and some people have the gift of being able to get up on stage and perform or do speeches and TED Talks and things like that. And as someone that has done panels and things like that, I'm okay with it. But that's also me like being like, I know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm also going to be off the cuff. Reading out loud in front of people? No, no. So as a girl that would stutter or completely get stuck on that word, I I feel that. And especially that one word that just does not want to come out the right way. In my case, the spaghetti sometimes happens. And uh, mm. one time I went to Boston, I came home with a bunch of cool souvenirs, but inclusive of the word ka. I, I, like, I had to purposely put myself into the, I'm going to go to the car versus I'm going to the car and it's just yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a bloopers are always fun to see from you guys and we also love that you guys are willing to put it out there because that's also a bit of um vulnerability I think as well you know because you want to be as good as possible and things like that but sometimes you're just like yeah so we do appreciate it when you guys share your bloopers with us a lot so thank you for that what about you Liam how do you go about prepping when you're getting a manuscript? Uh, well, without Sarah, I think it would be a shambles. Uh, luckily, <laughs> she, a complete, yeah, complete and utter shambles. Um, luckily with Sarah, Sarah obviously introduced me. She didn't just uh, set me forth into the world. Um, so I, uh, similar process. Um, I would say I'm certainly not com confident enough yet to go in front of people while recording is terrifying to me i much prefer being locked up in my own world doing it at the moment at least i think that's something that i'll grow into maybe um 
and although I'm, I'm sure my future bloopers will be uh, <laughs> horrendously good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so I, I tend to, same sort of thing, read the book, tend to highlight as I go through, um, especially speech and stuff like that. Um, I'm not as good. Sarah's got this real knack for um, being able to break down sort of uh, the dialogue into who's meant to be saying it and switching between the the uh, the accents and it's been um funny but it is a long process sometimes I, i'll go through uh and tend to highlight uh the different characters so that it makes sense before i before i do it blue blue and pink for boy and girl is very uh traditional i suppose but uh it it really helps just to break down those um complex dialogue for for me to to read off the page um and then yeah uh Again, we'll we'll ask questions to the uh, to the author, um, although in duets, uh, Sarah will do that for me generally. <laughs> she's, she's the uh, she, she's the was it producer manager? Yeah, I'm the manager. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, some, some, sometimes I uh, I outsource my my uh, my work to her as well because mm. um, <laughs> because she's uh, better at it, you know, more elite. Yeah, well, you edit higher tier. I do. Yeah, I, uh, so I edit and proof. A lot of Sarah's stuff, um, which is great with the um, with the uh, TikTok yes. uh, people, because uh, the latest book I've been doing, I've only managed so far. I'm about halfway through. There's one pickup I found uh, in the haystack, um, which is very good. So something is going very well. Either Sarah's cheating or they're, they're doing a very good job. No, I never have pickups. <laughs> I would never make a mistake. No. And so, but a caveat to that, of course, <laughs> that Sarah would make very few mistakes. Of course. If any. Of course. Um, but it has dramatically reduced even, even from that. I <laughs> <laughs> saved babe. Good job. Yeah, go yes. with <laughs> Good job. Nailed it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things, of, especially when it comes down to certain words and if there's a geography as far as if that were, you know, how someone says it, if they're from Atlanta, Georgia versus Savannah, Georgia versus Florida, New York and things like that. And so sometimes you're not told that information until after someone listens to it and say, like, no, that's not how you pronounce it. And it happens. It's OK. You know? As long as the story flow is still there, I, a lot of times we're like, it's okay. It happens. We're human. You know, it's okay to make I mistakes. Think, I think it's definitely important to, um, as as a listener, is you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Yes. Because of someone cannot do the genuine accent from each individual place around the world. If I had to do um, a French accent, it would be a French accent and not one from sort of Alsace-Lorraine in the village of like uh, Cordon Bleu um, <laughs> where you know sort of they well they have the twang at the end of the words I'm not going to be able to know that um, mm -hmm. so it's going to be a lot more generalized than that and I think um, that yeah as, as long as you can you know it's about giving you the flavor of, uh, of certainly where these things come from. Unfortunately, I think I have a flavour for doing a Southern American accent instead of <laughs> a general one sometimes. I know, I said we got to get you more Westerns because you're just yeah. dying to go right into that like true, true Old West accent. I think it was all I was exposed to growing up was a lot of Westerns and then nothing else. 
Well, cowboys are very popular nowadays, Sarah. I mean, it's it's a it's like a Achilles heel for a lot of the listeners when you know the cowboy goes darling and or says something, oh, yeah. you know. And so, hey, you know, we all have our thing. Keep your, keep your darling. darling, darling. My my unexplored genre is going to be westerns mixed with English sort of uh, period dramas, mm-hmm. historical period drama. I still say that there is there should be a, a, an author out there that will write that it's the British hero that will for some reason ends up owning a ranch in the south of, of the u.s and is now a cowboy and has been here for a while and has developed some form of an accent in there too so it could happen or was born in in, in london just, and then comes over you know it's a vastly underappreciated genre i think <laughs> that definitely needs exploring absolutely and, vi- well, you- and vice versa of course the yes. american coming over venture capitalists coming over to uh victorian england uh would be good <laughs> Yeah. any kind of mixes yeah well i mean authors nowadays are, are getting very creative with the genres and the subgenres within romance as well as some of the other ones uh, other genres that are out there and creating these lovely worlds that we can you know dive into and escape into as well so it's like at this point i'm like just just i'll just read i'll listen i'll read it no worries <laughs> but yeah when it comes down to the accent though um the British one, I think it's one of those that people are more particular about and, and the authors as well. When they say something like, oh, they're from, you know, Cornwall, Cornwall or they're from London and or they're from this other place. People tend to kind of think of like, OK, well, do they sound like the Beatles or are they sounding like Downton Abbey or is it like now the Bridgetons and things like that? And it's one of those things where listeners tend to be a little bit more particular but as soon as they also hear it they're like oh he sounds lovely it doesn't matter what it is um do, do you find I, I think it? english listeners english listeners i believe are probably by their nature fairly pedantic sometimes in <laughs> in their appreciation of certain accents um i um I think it's it's something to do with I think England has something like or, or the UK in total has something like the uh most change between accents between like villages or something it's very um it comes down to like the village you're in um I don't know how true that is uh I definitely I don't necessarily sound like where I come from weirdly enough um but then neither does Sarah, I would argue. Uh, That's true. I should be on Long Island. Yeah, Long, I- yeah. Long Island. So, um, yeah, I think, like, there's there's certainly a, a, a bit of that. Although I think, you know, if you can do a good general English accent, um, you could probably get away with it, really, wherever you're from. Um, we have the the thing in the UK, really, is uh, uh, I sound posh to some people, and weirdly, not to Sarah. Uh, but... Uh, uh, Radio 4 Radio BBC Radio 4 in the UK was what I grew up listening to and it's really where I got my accent from um, is the uh, is is how I learned that and probably how I learned most of my uh, sort of English accents really isn't it yeah I right think, from that kind of no but you you've got all the regions down uh, yeah, I have a lot, but mostly the thing is in the UK, I think making fun of people is, is yep. the, uh, <laughs> the way to do that. I think that's the key, unfortunately. Well, you know, it happens everywhere. I think that especially when there is such a difference in pronunciations of accents, um, 
in the States, it's a little, people will make some, you know, certain fun of certain accents and things like that. Um, but I think it's also a little difficult because of there is such a difference be- between getting into one state into another. I mean, here in Florida, I could be driving for six hours and I'm still in the states of Florida. And uh, it's, a, you know, but you'll get into different regions. But when it comes down to even South America, because I am bilingual, each country and then within each city. So I totally understand that when it comes down to the UK about the different villages, the one word can have five different meanings in the vicinity of like, a quarter mile and trying to figure that out and the little cadence and stuff like that. So I remember getting made fun of when I spoke Spanish and the Argentinian accent came out, um, especially when I was talking to a Cuban or a Puerto Rican and then they were like, well, at least I don't eat my R's and things like that. So it becomes a fun. <laughs> wow. What <a> judgy people. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh yeah. We could be bad. We're like, Oh no, the Puerto Ricans talking now. Great. And it's just because of the accents and, and the fun part becomes in when you're in a group of friends, you can, you know, fuck around with them that way. And we're like, Oh no, there she goes again, eating her R's or like, Oh no, she's pissed. The Argentinian accent came. I'm like, yes, I am pissed. (laughs) So I I think we're all guilty of a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, when it's done in an okay fun and it doesn't cross any lines, it's okay. You know, as long as everybody is into it and everybody's, throwing something back at you as well. I think it's all fair, you know, as the saying goes. It's well, fair and love and war. Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah does regularly say words that I take me aback a bit because they're so sort of off kilter for me. Yeah. What was the... What did you say this morning? What? That you were... The thing that means... Hard done gypped. by. Yeah, hard done by. Have you ever heard of that? No. no. Hard, so so See, for me... How is that? How would you use that in a sentence to mean that? Uh, so you'd say something like, uh, oh, the mechanic uh, overcharged me for fixing my car. I, I feel a bit hard done by. And it's just like purposefully bad English. I don't know where the phrase came from. I think it's possibly uh, just kind of a an older way of saying like you've had a you've uh, the other ones, I was just about to say, done up like a kipper. Oh, God. Oh, that would make it clearer for anyone. Yeah. That was the first one in a while that I was like, what did you say? Yeah. You guys should have a series. Seriously. Um, there's been other, there's another couple that was, they were on YouTube for a while, years ago, and he was from the uk and she was from here in the states and he would say something and it was anything from like bridges to the difference on when it comes to like grab my bag versus purse versus coin bag and things like that it was hilarious so you guys should definitely consider those little things because those are always fun and plus you learn something yeah I would do. yeah <laughs> and then convince you and liam you can also do one of those when sarah says something and you're going what the fuck did she just say <laughs> Because I know that we have some sayings too, you know, that are like, ooh, no. <laughs> well, so Sarah's mum, I don't think, understands anything I've ever said. <laughs> um, it, it did. She admits it did take her about a year until mm. she stopped. You know, she used to just smile and laugh and nod at what he was saying. I thought she, she was very friendly. <laughs> um, it turns out she <laughs> she couldn't understand a word I said. 
Oh my goodness. Um, now she's she's yeah. got it now. Well, it's his little saying. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know like in the South, we have like when we say, uh, bless your hearts, it almost sounds like we're saying, oh, I'm so sorry, but we're actually saying you're a dumb fuck um, and, and things like that. So there's other, a bunch of different sayings that we have here in the States that we're going, hmm, like double back it and compliments and all that insults and things like that. So I'm well, sure I'm definitely there's going to remember that now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> it's a good one for the South. He always use it. It's hilarious. Um, but there's some fun ones. The um, Do you guys have any kind of ritual before you start recording to kind of get your vocal cords all nice and warmed up since it is an instrument and a muscle and all that fun stuff? Uh, I'll do lots of neck stretches and lip trills and depending on what time of the day it is and how much I'm warmed up sometimes I'll sing some songs and all that jazz um yeah and we'll do our uh, ritual won't we of, of preparing the drinks and the beverages having a snack yeah normally I, I don't prepare in any way <laughs> realize about five minutes in and then take a short break to prepare <laughs> Um, which usually involves the the uh, drinking's quite important. That's a good, that's a pro tip. Keep you know stop stop your mouth clicking and uh, and to hydrate is important. It turns out I've learned many a time. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, do I have any? Normally uh, about five minutes of sheer panic, um, <laughs> some breathing. And uh, if there are any accents, I like to I like to look up, especially on like YouTube. I like to look up an accent of of some kind to like get me in like the mood or the zone um, to to try and kind of like I don't know like get that voice into my head so that I'm ready for it. And again, yeah, that that gets the. Uh, that I'm so used. Me well. to, I'm so used to you doing that now. Like at the last, at, like as of the refresher, that I'll just stay downstairs when you say you're ready because I'll just hear you call from upstairs. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna prep. I like, okay, then. <laughs> I know that you'll call me back in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, I like to do that, and then uh, yeah, make sure everything works and like sort of the all the machinery. There's normally something wrong when you get into the booth. I think for the first time, always Some, something doesn't something. work. So something needs turning off and turning on again or plugging in or adjusting. Or your mouth kind. just doesn't form words properly. Yeah. So you forget to speak. Nope. The English, <laughs> English. The English language escapes you. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Liam, I've been doing this now for about eight years and I still get nervous right before the, the call starts. So, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I'm like, okay, the butterflies are in. Okay. And as soon as everybody says hi and we get the gist out of it, as far as the, the little questions and anything else that comes in, I'm like, okay, we're good. And then it's almost like hanging out at a bar and just, you know, chatting and, you know, getting to know each other kind of a thing. So it still happens after eight yeah, years. Certainly. So <laughs> Have, have you ever had to do icebreakers? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the, those were just always, especially, I was very shy as a kid growing up, and um, icebreakers were possibly the worst nightmare I could imagine of being told to stand up in front of your peers and introduce yourself, maybe say a hobby or something cool about you and sit down, and it was just terrifying. Yeah. Um, 
I can't imagine anything. And that's why I think I'm definitely, I'm, I've grown in confidence, certainly. But I think uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to build up to maybe going live on Discord or TikTok or whatever to, uh, to, to record in front of a, a live audience. Well, we've done duets live on, on Discord. Mm-hmm. We have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, turns, very but, funny. But turns out I've taken that step. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you know, it's not about taking a little run into the the the, the uh, out of the comfort zone. Sometimes you got to get shoved in there, you know, or in this case, shoved out of it. Um, but yeah, wow, it, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> damn, Liam, you didn't know you were doing a live on Discord. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Era. I love how you ne- do things. Next, you'll tell me people will listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm still surprised when I have people like, oh my God, I was listening to your. I'm like, you do? Oh, wow. Okay, great. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just doing this to hang out with you guys. And and if anybody listens, great bonus. This way I just kind of get to know you guys better. And so when an author says, hey, I need a casting idea suggestion, I know who to talk about. <laughs> so it helps um, for sure. So as far as the whole being nervous and things like that, um, and now doing the live stuff, I'm sure you can always just kind of get a small group of people on a Zoom and start practicing there and kind of grow your audience and then just jump in one of the groups that Sarah's part of and then all of a sudden just take it over. You know, it's like, Sarah, it's okay. I'm just going to gonna go hang out with the, you know, the ladies and the, and the romance listeners and go do my thing. I'm sure she'll be fine with oh, they're it. they're begging and- for him to come on. <laughs> begging. I just like, I want to build up the anticipation a bit more before before i uh yeah record in front of them <laughs> just to make sure they they appreciate it as much as possible i think well yeah i'm trying <laughs> to convince him to do our uh to do our next duet live on tiktok so we're just gonna <gasps> see if that happens yeah you know why not and what's the worst that could happen you guys have to just say oops technical difficulties you know come up with a safe word liam and you know <laughs> if you're not comfortable just uh you know, say the safe word. And then she's like, oops, we're having technical difficulties. We'll be right back, guys. And then, you know, kind of go from there. <laughs> well, it certainly means I can't recall topless anymore as well. Uh, what? Well, no, so says who? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've had issues with TikTok, haven't you? Oh, 100%. Because oh, yeah. I don't... Not for recording topless, I want to no. know. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. But I, I don't... But I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't wear a bra when I'm recording. Like, that's the biggest thing for me is it's just, like, much more comfortable. What about the uh, the bands? Oh, yeah. For you, the naughty words. No, that's true. Well, just to clarify, I do wear a bra when I'm on TikTok. But that was just the, <laughs> that was the thing is I have my emergency bra on the floor. Um, but, um, yeah, but I, I was getting banned on TikTok all the time because... I was doing steamier books, but then I, I, you know, then I stopped. I only did those on discord and it was, it was really anything. Someone would just come on and report me for fun kind of thing. And I would just get banned for anything. So now if I'm saying anything, that's even a little bit not G rated, I have to pause the live and I put my hand in front of the screen, say the sentence, and then I flip it back up. So that's been, that's kind of been the way we get, we get away with it. It's astonishing. And I'm, I'm still like, you've got to be fucking kidding me as to what is deemed inappropriate uh, when it comes down to some of the social media stuff, whether it's on TikTok or Facebook and things like that, because I'm like, 
you will have issues because you said a, a word or a sentence um, or there's a photo of a chest as far as a guy with abs. But then there's other things that are going on far worse in in places within that same platform and they're fine. And so it's just it's it's really bad sometimes when they have those things. But at the same time, you should just kind of wear that as a badge of honor. You know, that you've been banned. You're the girl that gets banned for reading the naughty stuff, you know, yeah, might as well. That's how you know it's good. Exactly. Yeah. See, it's all about the marketing. <laughs> it's all about how you spin it. <laughs> Romance gets a bad rap, you know, and it's, it's, a, everybody always thinks it's just about the sex. Um, but there's different levels of, of spiciness and steaminess and things like that. How have you guys handled that? when it comes down to the the romance genre and reading some of those spicier scenes together and things like that. Erlen. Oh, I remember before you were ever narrating, I talked to you about it first because I hadn't done any of the steamier books until after we were together. And I just remember asking you, you know, we had to sit down and talk about if you were okay with it. Cause I, you know, I, it took me a while to build up to it. And then I was like, all right, I, th- I think, I think I might be ready. And then I was nervous about asking you what your thoughts were. And you were just kind of like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I am self-admittedly a jealous man, but, uh, no, uh, well, yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think there's something, I suppose it's slightly more disembodied than like, say you're acting on screen maybe. It's just very, um, there's a little bit of that distinction. Um, I also think it's just, it's definitely a skill to write a convincing romance scene in a book. I think it's very, it, it can be very, and I mean, like, there are, there are many ways to do it, not all of them correct, <laughs> um, and some fascinating, um, like wording and and things like that i think it takes some real skill to work a good uh to write a good um scene um and then uh and then to bring that to life through audiobook um uh is is brilliant it is also one of the funniest things so i think fun. we've ever had to do especially together um with s- saying some very intimate phrases uh, and some incredible uh, foley, if you will, <laughs> noises, and uh, yeah, I mean it's um, yeah, it's it's actually probably quite fun. It's like you know, there's scenes with a lot of passion. Oh, it's my favorite. With yeah, a lot of like uh, dynamism and um, emotion in in them, and uh, yeah, it's, it can be some of the best bits of the book. Um, we're just peeing our pants the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> It's, yeah. it's been it's there they can be phenomenal scenes but it's just it's we we are having a blast it's not work because we record when we're doing a duet we record together so we're in the booth which is big enough for the two of us joe made it that way um and so we're doing it at the same time whereas for a lot of people when they do duets they're still not in the same room at the same time so for us it's just just amazing and it's so much more authentic and we can bounce off of each other um and we just I mean some of my favorite times 
together just in our relationship together have been in this booth just cracking up and getting the giggles and not being able to to go to the next sentence because we're just having too much fun with each other trying to make each other crack and laugh it's it's so it's 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 definitely something that i know that when someone has not done a whole lot of audiobooks, it's something that people are like, mm, I don't know if I want to do this or if I'm okay with it. Or those that are in a relationship, sometimes uh, as the listeners, we wonder what their significant other thinks about the fact that in most cases, because romance is you know, written by women for women and they're generally cis straight women, a lot of them will go goo goo gaga and dead on swoon for the guy narrator. And if they say a certain word or a certain phrase or how they say it, they're always like fangirling and, oh my goodness, when he said that, I was like all tinglys all over the place, blah, blah, blah. And to me, it's always fascinating when it comes down to a couple that is a narrating duel as well. And I'm going, so Sarah, how does it feel to have people going, oh my goodness, when he says that about your man? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know what? It it is weird. It's definitely not what I expected in a relationship. <laughs> but first of all, it just means he's doing his job well, which I love. And also it makes us money. So and it makes him happy. So it makes me happy. I love how you put money before my happiness, but <laughs> She has her priorities. How do I I dug myself into that one, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, think about it. I think it's when it comes down to, you know, people that are appearances. I mean, I mean, look at the book covers that we all love and adore. Um, There's always a bit of like self gratification, and I think that for a moment there are a lot of, uh huh. Sorry, I was gonna say if you were just dirty talking to women all of the time, just for fun. And just, you know, just like, oh, let me just log online and dirty talk to women and you weren't making money from it or anything. I, I would be a little bit, I'll sorry. A little bit suspect your your happiness really <laughs> right here, my love. Good point, Sarah. <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> but it's, it's good to have those like open lines of communication. Like you said that before you, when you started in getting more into the senior stuff of having the conversation with you know, your significant other. Now he's also doing it. And as he continues to grow, there'll be times where he's doing books that are not with you. And, you know, once he gets more on social media, there's going to be those listeners that are like, oh my God, Liam, when you said that line from that book, oh, it was swooning and tingles all over the place. I can, my ovaries. Yes. (laughs) My ovaries exploded. Yeah. My ovaries exploded. Exploded. Sounds like a pretty advanced medical condition, that. <laughs> well, it's one of those things when I when people say, "Hey, you're, you know, your husband's hot or your husband's cute," and I'm like, "Well, you know what? When you're not living with them and they do something that annoys the shit out of you, yes, you can say that he's hot in a lot of times." Um, or the opposite too, when they're like, "Oh, like um, when we know that the narrator's married, and we ask them about, hey, has your wife listened to your books?'" And, and, you know, what does she think? A lot of the times the wife is like, I've known him for too long. I'm used to it. And I don't think it's anything different. And the husband, the, narrative, the male narrative will say the same thing. And all, all of us are going goo gaga over it. It's just, to me, it's just hilarious. So <laughs> oh, no, I'll be like more passion. Give me, give me that, <laughs> make that moan louder, more intense. Let's go get she, into it. Yeah. I mean, she does do that. That is 
that is her coaching style is uh, very much along those lines. Be do, sexier. If someone came up to me in the street and tried to like said anything, I think you'd be violently opposed. Oh, I'd kill them. Yeah, you haven't been happy about that. <laughs> I would kill them. But uh, he can't order coffee without a woman swooning over him. I said, excuse right? me. <laughs> He said he something British comes out and you're just oh my god are you British? No, well, uh, are you from Australia? As oh, are you from Australia? <laughs> yeah, some people do one. convince the accents a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can have him. You can have him in the audiobook world, but in the real mm-hmm. world, he's mine. I think yeah. that's it, though. I think there is a definite distinction between audiobooks, and that's why I quite like it. Is there's instead of you know acting or film where it's very much um you take up the role fully on screen and so in in someone else's mind that is who you are um in the audiobook booth you could you know uh sarah and i can record a book and um it's you know it can be as raunchy as anything it can be as uh uh sexy or um you know something um out of this world but then we can get out of the booth and it's it's just us. It's our relationship. Um, there's none of that sort of... Um, I'm not really exposed to any of like the repercussions from that, I'd say. It, it feels very sort of separated, which I quite like. Yeah, no, for me, I love being in, you know, getting fully into the character. You're an actress. Well, yeah, that's true. That would be the difference. But when I, when I, when the, you know, when the camera turns off or the lights are down, I don't like take that with me. You know, I, I'm, I'm back on me, you know, so it's not, I said totally like get what you're saying, but yeah, I guess that's like the difference between us is I like both mediums. I just, I just love yeah yeah a lot of the phrases we learn from books do come up in day-to-day life though we do take we we work with the medium we are given my favorite yeah. is folds <laughs> it's just my best my my favorite is sean Shown. <laughs> yeah descriptives can always be rather interesting when it comes down to certain body parts and things like that but I've I've you know part of the conversation that the listeners have sometimes is that because of how romance is you know the talks about the intimacy and uh, you know the sexual relationships between the couple it's sometimes we discover that they may like certain things or that they realize that they had a kink um, or that they like it when someone says certain things. I've had people, I've done it myself where I've highlighted and I've given it to my, my husband's like, okay, just read it, memorize it. We'll try it later. And, and, so, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of listeners will do something similar. Like, Oh babe, you have to read this line and then say it to me, you know, be spontaneous about it, but remember. And, and sometimes I, I feel bad for the guys because I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of homework right there. <laughs> but, that's you know, so funny. yeah. But I can, again, the amount of stuff that you guys are going through as far as the, the, the different genres, the subgenres, because how you say something in a contemporary romance versus if it's a historical romance is totally different. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, has there been anything um, that surprised you when it comes down to the narration from like for you, Sarah, from an acting perspective and, and Liam, even from a brand newbie kind of a perspective, that's something that's like, Ooh, you did not really think about it or gather it or anything like that. 
Um, definitely mic technique, I would say, is a big thing. Um, just because, you know, I might want to, like, if I was doing a full-blown acting scene, I might be screaming into the mic or, you know, the softest of whispers. And, you know, you have to really be careful with that. And you can also use the mic as uh, a partner in a way, you know, you can play with how you your positioning and and how you move around it to you know better affect the performance um and that has been really fun because that's an aspect that I wouldn't get to control as an actor in another medium um and yeah and another thing I would say would be just the amount of control really that you have when you're doing an audiobook, I mean, you're making every acting choice, you're making every decision. And sometimes it can be, you know, quite a lot, you know, you, you kind of take it all on. When there's 130 characters, you are those 130 characters, not just one. Um, but it's also like, so cool to just be able to make it exactly the way it is in your head as well, of, of course, with the author's vision. Um, as well put together but it's really cool to just sort of craft the word the world from the words um and sort of build this thing up from the pages into something that I still can't really believe people want to listen to you know my voice for whatever reason <laughs> oh goodness what about you Liam uh I think for me uh one of the the biggest shocks coming into it was probably the level of endurance you have to build up um, to record these books. Um, I certainly, especially at the beginning, had none. Uh, and it is, you're, you're talking, you have to concentrate um, for, I mean, hours upon hours in the booth, um, making sure that you're you, you're delivering a good product so that you you know you're you're recording a, a great book um and certainly at the beginning i could only uh pump out maybe 15 finished minutes uh at a time just because um you you're talking constantly uh you know the concentration levels um I think definitely coming from a, a fairly physical working background, it definitely was a uh, it was a surprise to me that recording would be so um, draining, really, um, both mentally and physically. Uh, weirdly enough, um, and I think that was the most shocking. Uh, I think uh, what else? I think maybe I honestly the, the other shocking thing for me was probably the um uh how uh that I could get into it <laughs> uh that I could sort of adapt into into the industry as it were um because you do I think within the sort of narrating community you do have uh, a vast uh, vast amount of people have a background in acting or VO work or whatever it might be a lot of people um, are from, from other backgrounds. They wanted to get into it. They uh, they had the energy to do it, to, to learn about it um, and, and got into it that way. Uh, quite a few authors themselves as well, I think, that, um, that narrate and, you know, like some of them will narrate their own books, um, which, is, uh, which is very cool. Um, 
and yeah, I think I think sort of that aspect. Um, certainly, I didn't think that um, there'd be such a, a plethora of uh, specialties uh, as backgrounds to to a lot of narrators, uh, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it's definitely something that. Um up until a few years ago, people didn't really know a lot about, except for those that were in voiceover or did the, the you know, that career path wasn't really talked about. I know that when I, even when I was in high school and we were talking about careers and stuff like that, it was your traditional teacher, doctor, lawyer, psychologist, blah, blah, blah. I really wish they would have told me that I could be taking photos of, of hot men and then put them on covers and learn graphic design work or, you know, audio engineering and things like this. Because I was like, that was never brought up. And now I think that's something too that I try to bring up when I'm doing any kind of form of working with the high schools and stuff like that, saying, you know, there are other things aside from really good work as far as being a teacher and, and police officer and fireman, which is a great, you know, callings and stuff like that. But if it's not for you, there's all these other options too that are part of the literary world that are now being more talked about. And how you get into it is just significantly more diverse now too as well. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I grew up li- like exactly the same as you, really. I grew up um, listening to, uh, we didn't call them audio books back then. I think talking books or something. I think there are books on tape as well. Books yeah. on tapes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we had those, um, and we had radio plays and um, things like that. Um, it for some reason never crossed my innocent mind that um, <laughs> obviously that was someone's career. They were doing that. Um, I think there was just assumption that uh they were all actors um and yeah i mean with the with this industry growing so much recently um it's just allowed allowed an avenue really for a lot more people to get involved um which is great for us yeah definitely great for us (laughs) yeah and there's so many different genres as well even with romance i like to kind of say that romance is like an umbrella term with all the subgenres underneath it from paranormal to historical to contemporary to dark and then fill in the blanks there's so many of them and more keep getting invented is there a genre that you guys have yet to narrate in that you want to narrate in oh yet to narrate in you've done quite a few uh i don't what, what genre have i yet to narrate in sports maybe we have you done you haven't done too many nonfic. Have haven't done too many nonfiction. no i haven't done too many nonfiction. i could definitely do more nonfiction. self-help books would be fun that would be cool being able to like actually narrate things that'll help other people with like concrete or us advice yeah or us yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be that would be fun yeah yeah what about you baby uh for me i would love to do i would love to do a bit of non-fiction um probably history i'm a bit of a history nerd um and sci-fi and fantasy is my um we did we had a book lined up didn't we but unfortunately we never ended up yeah we had we had a book and that one ended up not working out but that was going to be so fun that was a duet lit rpg um and at the last second there was an issue that didn't work out with scheduling so we we had to switch that up um but yeah i would say because i do i do mostly romance and then like fantasy sci-fi lit rpg kind of stuff 
I just do romance. No. <laughs> pure, pure, disgusting, dirty human romance. <laughs> well, you dying for us. What Shakespeare books are you doing? Uh, I think I'll. Well, that it'll be off. It'll be our own thing. But uh, we'll probably just uh, release our own versions of um, Shakespeare Lamb Tales, hmm. uh, which uh, they're simplified Shakespearean. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, they're simplified Shakespearean plays uh, for children, effectively, um, which is something I. That's how I learned Shakespeare growing up. So. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought I'd do like uh, a good quality version of that. Um, trying to, uh, yeah, just uh, do some other things. Uh, romances has been good, uh, but I think if I, especially for if I'm going to do some books on my own, um, I probably want to branch out just the uh, out of the outside of sort of one genre. Although, like you say, romance does uh, come in many forms. I didn't realize how much at all. And then there's there's just so much stuff, yeah. so much content, yeah, um, all sorts of uh, sort of different areas of exploration that um, that you can do in it, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, if you want your action and your guns a blazing, you go into the romantic suspense when bullets are flying by and she still wants to make out with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, from the historicals, I mean, there's still a lot, but there is also so many different genres as well. I mean, there's the, 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 lit fi- the uh, you know, the nonfictions and then there's the sci-fis and then there's all these other documentaries and the murder mysteries and the thrillers. And there's a lot of horror that has been starting to come out in audio as well. So psychological thrillers, all that fun stuff. So, oh yeah, I would do more. I would do horror. I don't know if I've done like a pure yeah, that'd be cool. horror book. That would be fun. A duet horror would be awesome. Romance horror? Romance horror. <laughs> Funny enough, that's starting to be like, as when I talk to uh, a lot of the narrators, that's come up a lot. Like it'd be kind of fun to do like a horror, you know, horror romance. I'm going, okay. Never thought of that one, but okay. Yeah, um, I would do it. Yeah. I'd be, you'd, I'd be jumping throughout the night after recording. <laughs> yeah. so well, authors, if you have a horror with some romance elements into it, or, or a romantic horror out there, come get you know with Sarah and Liam, and they'll narrate the book and duet for him, and that'll be a fun little listen, I'm sure. Um, the other Probably thing that right, you, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fun. The other thing that you guys um, have aside from the narrating stuff is um, you guys own. Um, audiobooks unleashed do you guys want to talk about that a little yeah. bit and tell us what that's about and because I, I mean i love the whole like audiobooks audiobooks unleashed i'm like what are we unleashing like tell us more <laughs> <laughs> unleashing your potential um no yeah audiobooks unleashed is is awesome we have two divisions one is for promo codes and promotion and marketing and helping authors and narrators um get actual quality reviews for their books and helping you know readers who are just hungry for titles but maybe can't um, afford to get as many as they would like well they have options and they have access to you know some free promotional copies so that's been great Um, and then we have we're full speed ahead with our distribution division and so that is us handling production sometimes for if people want but for the most part it's uh, distributing people's finished books and sending them out to, 
you know, uh, stores, whether it's just Audible or different platforms around the world or libraries. Um, yeah, it's just been really great to be able to give people a more personalized approach. And, you know, we, you know, as a narrator, we'd be like, oh, well, I wish it could work this way. I wish it could work that way. And so eventually we're like, well, why can't it? And so we, we made a business um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really, really great um, and just developing and evolving over time. And we're really, really lucky to have had so many people believe in us and help us really as we have been developing and growing. And we're super excited for what comes next. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of daunting um, when it comes down to audiobook, because a lot of people think tend to think, okay, well, I, I wrote this book and it's great. Now I want to make it into an audio. And then the next question is like, how do I do that? <laughs> and exactly. People, yeah. People tend to go, okay, well, obviously the casting and getting the narrators, that's like the biggest, like everybody knows that part, but all the other stuff, like even how to put it up somewhere and those little, you know, do you want to do it only like you mentioned only on audible versus, you know, global or wide distribution. There's so many different things and facets to it. So I know that's very daunting for a lot of us. And so the fact that you guys have this um, company that can help authors and narrators as well, that may do their own productions, but then need the, the next step as well. It's really great. I mean, I know that I was looking into it a couple months ago and I was like, okay, this is really cool because uh, you know <laughs> a lot of, yeah, well, sometimes it's, it's still part of the conversation that is starting to happen more. It's how do you get an audiobook made into an audiobook? And, yep. and some authors are like gun ho and they want to, to be in part and, and involved in everything and end up almost kind of creating their own little, you know, their own production company um, that includes distributions, but others are like, no, I already wrote it. That's, that, that's as far as I want to go. Um, I need someone else to handle the rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So having you guys there to, you know, be able to walk someone through it or have someone say, Hey, um, I know who I want to get cast, but the rest of it, I still need some help with. And I'm like, let's go, let's go talk to Sarah, you know, and uh, <laughs> with Audible Unleashed and kind of go from there. It, it's really good that you guys have that option now for authors that are interested in getting their books made into audio so that's really cool when i, I was excited when i first learned about it so we'll Aww, be including yeah, yeah. It's, it's been great we're so we're just really lucky honestly i'm just really honored that people have trusted us with their with their catalog and with their yeah. with their titles just just to give a little background so um the promo code website was actually uh we set it up well sarah set it up um mid i mean in i not mid uh just in sort of the first part of the lockdown um we were living in uh her parents basement at the time yeah, um, yeah. and it was over it she saw that there was sort of a hole in the market set it up over a weekend um she, she's not a uh a computer programmer looked it all up put it together um, and that was the first thing we had. Um, and then it, it definitely improved to a certain extent over the next year. Um, and so these are, um, you know, we're, we're a small business. It's run by the two of us. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just wanted to, uh, to, to really sort of um, fill that hole in the market, I think, for uh, smaller people, uh, you know, independent um, narrators, producers, authors, uh, to gain access to the wider market 
um, and to be able to produce their book uh, rather than, uh, you know, I know uh, certainly people um, would get uh, sort of uh, sidelined by uh, uh, larger sort of audiobook companies. Um, so it's just, just to really sort of allow the, uh, the small guy to get his uh, foot on the first step. Yeah, to um, give people access because yeah. yeah, you can't as much as you want to go through these DIY companies which are fantastic, you will never get the same nitty-gritty like metadata opportunities and promotional opportunities than a publisher would get, a big time publisher. So that's kind of where we came in as we were like the helping hand to give the indies um and the smaller publishing companies all of the opportunities that like the bigger publishers would get. Yeah, that's something too that I think a lot of authors are like, well, you know, if I was with a big publishing house, they would take care of everything. I'm like, yeah, it's always great. But at the same time, there's other drawbacks to doing that way that way. Um, But there's so much. Yeah, there's so much information too out there. And not all of it is accurate or correct. And then trying to filter that information and figure out who are those individuals that, you know, are reputable versus those that are, you know, trending at the moment versus someone that is just decided to open up a business and has no background in anything, but has had luck in one or two things. So being able to go to someone and to say, help, <laughs> you know, like, I have no clue what's next, please, Sarah. <laughs> uh, it, it's really good to be able to have that um, ability to be there and just say, hey, you know, let's, let's go talk to Sarah um, or, you know, refer someone to you guys. It's, it's been really good to be able to have that option there and also for not to have to be the SME of everything either you know like I have no clue about this but Sarah will (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's always a good thing to have so we'll be including um the information on Audible Unleashed within the post for these people that are are authors and even narrators that may want to get more information they can find it there we'll make sure to include that Um, on some semi-non-work-related questions. When you guys are not working, what do you guys do for fun? Eat. So, what what on earth? Well, I've been kayaking recently is my thing. Escape room games. (laughs) Escape room games. Uh, Board games. Yeah, we like our boardrooms. Uh, Sarah's a bit of a uh, an escape room connoisseur. Ooh. Um, so that's a that's a skill. Um, I like I cook a lot. <laughs> I like how you're que- saying it like a question. Yeah. I'm just like I'm so lost in my life. We go on walks. We go hiking. You go kayaking. I'm afraid that I'll capsize the boat. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, yeah, just explore local area. Um, we've, I mean, restaurant hunting is a good one. <laughs> I mean, oh. we used to really travel, but now that, you know, as soon as things get a little better, we'll go back to that. But that that was always great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, COVID, obviously, uh, was, uh, uh, for everyone, was harrowing. Um, but yeah, certainly, uh, it was hard to travel. Um, and uh, yeah, I had the immigration process. Yes, that was That's the well. best thing to do in your spare time. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically my yeah. That was a bucket of fun right there. One of my activities, um, but it precluded a lot of uh, travel and things like that, which yeah. would be nice to return to. It would be very nice. What's your favorite holiday? 
And why? Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas. I just love the vibe. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas. <laughs> the snow. I love fairy lights. The lights that come in. I'm mm-hmm. a big Christmas person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree though. Actually, I'd have to agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've convinced you. No, no. I, I, I really like Christmas. Not in a weird way like you but in a like, <laughs> uh, i love christmas there's, in the proper amount there's, so, there's something like so cozy and reassuring about it as a holiday i think like being mm, okay. inside from the cold okay <laughs> i love how he's like not as crazy as you but i love it <laughs> he was fighting me on decorations i was like excuse <gasps> me it's christmas what? all of the very first year when we took out the boxes of decorations and you were just like we do not have this where I come from. Oh, oh, well, okay. That's a bit of a, that's a cultural difference. though. Mm, a cultural difference, is it, sir? I've just never had that much um, decorations growing up. <laughs> so my mum, my instead of having Christmas trees, especially when me and my brother were older, uh, we'd have a Christmas branch that we'd find and we'd... Pro- my dad would prop up in a pot in the in the living room and then put presents around it and, and they they might decorate it or something. I think they kind of gotten over Christmas at that point. Oh. I love that, but we're having a Christmas tree every year. Thank you very much. It's almost like they oh, were doing we like a Charlie Brown kind of a Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely um there were dark times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody does things differently. And and when it comes down to uh, Christmas as a holiday, you will have those families that go all out matching pajamas and professional photos. And I mean, I know some people that used to hire people to come in and decorate the house for Christmas. And then others were more oh, wow. of the do it yourself kind of, you know, decorations. And especially when the kids came along, it was like the handprints and, you know, macaroni and, you know, pasta kind of salad, you know, decorations for instead of um, beads and things like that. So it's, it's a, it's definitely one that can run the gamut when it comes down to how it's done. And so I can imagine that as a girl that has a lot of Christmas decorations, it can be a bit daunting at times, you know, but um, Sarah, do you have multiple Christmas trees in the house or do you just have the one? No, no, we've got the one Christmas tree. We're not, the decorations oh, aren't Christmas. Do we have two? Oh, we have the baby. He just outed you. <laughs> it's, no, 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 it's, it's a little baby fake little plastic tree that I put upstairs or in my booth. It brings me you, joy. Uh, you, you put it upstairs, did you? Okay, Joe put it upstairs. <laughs> but. What's mine is yours, love, including your labor. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're good. We're good. The place isn't crazy. It's just cheerful. Well, do we mm-hmm. do we count the other tree as a Christmas tree, though? What other tree? Like that palm tree we have growing in there. Do we count the palm tree as a Christmas tree? It's a tree. So we're just gonna count any tree as a as a it's Christmas up, tree up at Christmas. Should we should we count the flowers? <laughs> then we get given it for Christmas. And we did get given it for Christmas from my parents, yeah. But I don't think it was meant Ladies to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Again, as a Florida girl, our palm trees do get decorated. I like, you know, for the holidays, for Christmas. And sometimes shape-wise is not a good thing. <laughs> 
because it kind of looks like a little bit of a phallus sometimes depending on on how they do the the lighting it's it became kind of interesting so yeah <laughs> i wouldn't accept anything less <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean there are also those houses that have the lights synced up to music and they have different things going on you've seen those right so so cool we one of the first things your dad showed me in the Mm -hmm. u.s uh during christmas was he drove us by a house that had a video thing uh so you could tune into their christmas music (laughs) which went with their lights yeah i could never do that because i just don't have the patience it's now associated with my experience of america Yeah, I like watching it, um, not necessarily having to do it. You know, it's uh, I have the, the big tree. Um, I think it's a 10 footer. Um, yeah, vaulted ceilings. Um, but then I, I ideally, and I have other Christmas trees, like one from my office and one from the dining room. However, with that said, it's been a couple of years since any of that stuff got set up just because craziness in life. But yeah. yeah, so I totally understand where Sarah's coming from. But yeah, also oh, you're you're definitely a big Christmas person. Yeah, I like the the, the hominess, kind of like how you were saying though. Like I like having people come over. I like cooking for them, um, doing some of the you know spending time playing board games and things like that. And then I find something um, like I the one in my office. I I did some like do it yourself kind of ornaments but there are book covers that are like glazed and things like that from my favorite books that i love throughout the years and so that gets hung on the christmas tree and you know little things like that so yeah it's a fun holiday oh, wait, is that similar to the thing you did as well which thing the books yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah i made little i made little books for my authors they were ornaments of, like, if, if we did uh if we did a book together, I gave them like I took uh, their book covers and I made them little like book ornaments. Well, I ordered them on Etsy. Let's be clear, I can't. <laughs> it's the thought that I, I paid for it and I, it over <laughs> and I assembled the covers. Yeah, that's not my that's not my talent. I'm not very crafty. <laughs> we all have our things. It's fun. Um, you guys work with words all day long. What's your favorite word? Not your favorite curse word, because that's a separate part of the question that comes later. Um, but what's your favorite word? Corrugated iron. <laughs> that's two words. So corrugated iron. That's an inside joke between the two of us. I was gonna say he said, <laughs> he, he said it in conversation when we'd first met. And I was just for whatever reason obsessed with the way he said it in his accent. And so now it's actually engraved on my uh, on my engagement ring. Oh, that's cute. So what about you, Liam? loving of phrases. <laughs> What's your favorite Ooh. word? Oh, there are just so many, aren't there? That's the problem. Uh, I like voluminous. Huh. I was trying to guess what you would do, and I that's not what I thought. I don't know. When you said favorite word, it just popped into my head, and I was like, I'm rolling with this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good word. Uh, sorry, there, there, there are definitely a few. They, um, I think he's taking ev- this very seriously. Now. Uh, I very seriously. I, I think every other day, I probably there's a new word that comes up or you read, and I'm there like, oh, I like this one. That's good because I mean, usually I get, I get, I get, I catch people a little bit off guard with that question, and you were like, oh, I already got this, I got this, and I have a few, so that was awesome. <laughs> Um, so what about your favorite curse words? 
Well, apparently I didn't realize it, but whenever I'm on lives and I mess up, I tend to go, uh, can I do I go, motherfucker? <laughs> so that's mine right there. Just they like finally that. had to like show me. They finally had to show it to me. They're like, this is what you do. I was like, ah, I see. <laughs> oh my goodness. And just like that in that tone too. Like, like that? Oh yeah, just like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Liam? I don't know if it's necessarily a curse word anymore, but I always like cretin. <laughs> oh, do you explain? Oh, really? Yeah, I would say cretin. Yeah, kind of like, like the old Victorian th- things to like um, kind of insult people. Um, if I, I think if I was going for a more modern word, I'd probably say twat is my favourite. I do. I do. I like love. I love the power of the. It's the twang in the tw- the twang <laughs> in the twat. Uh, where twat is very. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a very powerful one, but you can use it. I I don't know about here, but definitely in the UK, um, you can definitely you can use it as a term of endearment, especially as well as one of hmm. admonishment. What idiot? Idiot. Yeah. Is it idiot. <laughs> idiot. It's the yeah. Oh, yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Hey, idiot. 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 Yeah. See that word. Be- I, I I became aware of that word thanks to Supernatural because one of the characters would call the, the the guys just stop being such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought when I I was a kid, I thought people were saying egret as a <sighs> like the bird mm. <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> oh Turns out I was the egret. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, that's a, that's twat's a good word. I think a, a lot of uh, there's some people in my circle that were like, "God, she's being such a twat," and so we use it um, instead of being, you know, in other words, just because it just like you were saying it the way that it sounds and what it means and implies. It's just like, yeah, we do like those words, you know. Um, music is something I think that we all have in common in one way or the other, regardless of where we're from or even you know age differences and stuff like that. There also is that one song that when it comes on, it doesn't matter where it is that you're at, but it's going to cause you to either start singing or start busting out a move. What song is that for you guys? Ooh, you go first. I feel like I should say like the song we danced to at our wedding or like <laughs> the song that reminds me of you. <laughs> and what are you saying instead? Dead. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I've gotten really into sea shanties recently. <laughs> <gasps> I know that is what we jammed to in the car. (laughs) I love them too, so I totally understand. (laughs) But at the moment, between Sarah and I, Sarah's a bit of Ed Sheeran was the last car ride, wasn't it? Yeah, we did a lot of Ed Sheeran, and so it was Ed Sheeran and Sea Shanties. Yep, so they go surprisingly well together. They do because he's done a Sea Shanty, (laughs) hasn't he? Yep. Wayfaring Stranger, isn't that a sea shanty? Or, or I, like it's one. an it's an Irish. I think. Go away, girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that. those are both good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks to social media, the sea shanties have been getting more and more popular and creative as to what it is. So um, I'm I'm sure one day they'll bust out in the at the supermarket, um, being played out there on the frozen section. So people can start busting out. If, if, if they don't, I'll make it happen. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, 
on this. <laughs> Did you like that yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's what I call two shanties. Yes. Like <laughs> replaces like R and B and pop as the. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you would get that reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's one of those where sometimes those sea shanties are a lot better than some of the other music that's out there nowadays. Um, but yeah, I digress. It's uh, they're they're fun though, and people have gotten really creative on what they've come up with as well, and creating their own styles. So it's, those are fun. But I like asking asking that question because I'm like, well, you know, now I know at least to what to put on my on my phone. So when we do hang out like at a convention or something like that, I can bust out that song and see how you guys react to it. Public. Yeah. I mm-hmm. will absolutely forget and I'll be wondering why pirate songs are on there. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, wait, remember a chat? And then I then you'll start busting <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys um have anything scheduled um for either this year or, or next year as far as attending any conventions or anything like that? I don't think so, but I mean I'm we're you, down. You've been you've been busy. I think last year. Last yeah, year? we went. I went to a few last year for sure. But yeah, no, nothing. We did, we did. Uh, a couple. Well, not really conventions, I suppose. We wanted to go to Love in Vegas, but that just didn't happen. Just didn't work out. So no, yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone's got suggestions, hit us up because we're definitely we're down. Well, I was gonna suggest Allure in Chicago, because um, oh, specifically yeah, 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 yeah. for the audiobook world, it's just strictly audiobook stuff. So. Oh no, yeah. So we we would love to do Allure. The dates actually might not work out. Oh, this see? is why we haven't gotten tickets yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of frustrating. Um, we might be in the UK then. So that is why we have held off on Allure. But if we can at all be there, we absolutely will be. Okay. Well, yeah, there's a there's a couple of other ones that are coming up into even next year. They're starting to do more plans and things like that. So we'll hang out one of these days in one of these events and um definitely yeah and have some fun so what is coming up next for you guys individually together um that you guys can share and talk about so we know to add it to our calendars we're doing the uh yeah yeah we can talk about it we're doing love joanna the uh revolutionary war right? i'm looking very forward to this one yeah. Actually, yeah where i'm an american girl and i fall in love with a red coat Ooh, traitor <laughs> <laughs> With uh, with Liam being the red coat, of course. Yeah. Um, anything else that you can share? I know it's one of those things where, oh, there's so many things, but then like, oh, has that been announced yet, or has it not been announced yet? So I know, right? Um, I'm doing the next two books back to back of the Fallen Wolf series. Um, I know that I. What else can I say? I'm doing. I'm doing the final book in. The Raven and the Dove series next month. Uh, I can't talk about that one. What else am I? What can I talk? Oh, I'm doing an Ilsa Madden Mills book, a hockey romance, which I'm super excited about. That is supposed to be at the in like a week, I think. Actually, haven't gotten the uh, manuscript for it yet, but very <laughs> excited. Nice. Yeah, that's my like. That's my next few few weeks or so. Yeah. Liam, do you have anything else? No, nothing. Nothing yet. Okay. Coming out apart from the duet. Cool. Well, I know between the time that this airs and and now we'll, if anything changes, you you know, let me know and we'll add it to the list um, for people to find. And if not, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll find out more via your social media stuff. So, but I want to take the right now and say thank you both of you guys 
for hanging out with us and being part of this year's audiobook loving series i truly appreciate your time oh thank you so much thank you so much for having us yeah, it was fun. And everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And we hope you've enjoyed this chat as well as the entire series. Make sure to follow them on social media and we'll be including those links so you guys don't have to go hunting for it. Over at the Audiobook Loving Series page at Viviana Enchantress of Books. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Loving Series hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program 